you know what time it is? It's time for prayer time here on WHCB 91.5 The Blessing. WHCB Bristol Kingsport Johnson City. Uh, this is my birthday month, by the way. My birthday is on the 22nd of March. I'm not telling you that to get cards or letters or gifts or anything else. I'm telling you that because whenever I get to the birthday month, I start becoming reflective. I don't know if you do or not, but uh, as I face the uh, prospects of candles uh, and one more candle on the cake, I become reflective. I think about God's working in my life. I think about uh, the goodness of God, the blessing of God. I think about my mistakes, and I do dwell on my mistakes quite a bit, uh, and I've made plenty. And I really grieve over those mistakes that I have made that have uh, affected others, sometimes uh, in ways that, of course, I never anticipated. We call that collateral damage. Uh, But when I made a mistake, it affected others. And I am just overwhelmed by grief from time to time uh, when I think about in my younger days, and and what days are not but younger when you get older, um, and, and things that I just did wrong, or things that turned out wrong that I thought I was doing right. And that's more often than not, really. I mean, you hate to ascribe to yourself uh, impure motives, uh, but uh, from time to time, even the purest of motives wind up with uh, incorrect responses and uh, terrible situations come out of that. Now, you know, when I look back, I, I become remorseful. When I look back, if I'm not careful, I may become discouraged. And that's not what God would have me to do when I reflect upon my life. And that's not what God would have you to do when you reflect upon your life. God doesn't tell us to dwell on those things that we did wrong or those things that turned out wrong even though we tried to do them right. What God tells us to do is to rejoice in the Lord. Always, and again, I say, rejoice. We're not rejoicing in ourselves. We're rejoicing in the Lord. I had a very um, sobering conversation recently with a dear, sweet child of God who had lost a family member, and I say lost, uh, the person had passed away, and this person had been, unfortunately, in our justice system, had been uh, in uh, prison, had... uh, had a number of charges against them and then spent quite a long time behind bars. And yet this person in tears told me that the individual who had passed away was a good person and at heart had never meant to cause any trouble. And you know, I can believe that, not that that we're good inherently, I understand that, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But when it comes to having a malevolent heart or a heart that wants to do good, I can understand that. And the Bible talks about that. And I almost began to weep with this person 
because I felt the pain of that loss of someone that could have done better, could have done more, could have been more uh, in line with the teachings of Jesus Christ. And that time for that could have, should have, is gone. And so uh, they were looking back with remorse at the loss of this loved one, at the death of this loved one. They were looking back and saying, he was a good fellow and he could have done much more, could have done much better. Well, whether we're looking at ourselves or looking at a relative or looking at people that we know well, it doesn't really matter. The, the point is that we, and it is personal, we have come short of God's glory. Every one of us. And we have no remedy in and of ourselves. There is no remedy. But that's not what God tells us to put our thoughts upon. We're to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher, the beginning and the ender of our faith. We're to keep our eyes upon Jesus. And we're reminded, of course, of Peter walking on the water. What a wonderful miracle! Christ himself walking across the Sea of Galilee. And here Peter says, let me come to you and Christ said, come on, and he stepped out and he walked on the water, and then he took his eyes off Jesus, and he sank. I don't think he sank slowly. I think he went plump right in the water. I don't, I don't think he had any reserve. You know, he floated a little while. I don't think so. I think he went right in, and Christ reached out and grasped his hand and brought him right up and to the land. Now, what's the story there? Well, Peter did what he wasn't supposed to do. He did what he was supposed to do for a short time, but then took his eyes off Jesus. And yet he's the only man, the only human being, that has ever walked on water. Jesus Christ being God and man, Peter just being an impetuous fisherman, he was the only other human being ever to walk on water. It didn't last long, but he was the only one to ever do it. What's the point? The point is we don't look to the back, to the to the past back behind us. We don't look to the future uh, before us and set our heart on this or that or the other. We look to Jesus. That's what we have to do. And we can reminisce, we can reflect all we want to, but in the final analysis, we have to be looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We have to step out in faith looking to Jesus. Our life is a day-by-day walk of faith in Christ Jesus. We cannot do what we're supposed to do on our own. And when we blow it, it's because we've taken our eyes off of Jesus. May we learn that point.
point and stay fixed on Jesus Christ, not only today, but throughout the rest of our lives. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing me to be with our friends today. And thank you for salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. And thank you for the reminder that we are to keep our eyes fastened on Jesus Christ. Our our glance and our stare is to be upon Jesus Christ. Our view is to be fully of Jesus Christ. Help us to do that today. And Father, we thank you for salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. We thank you for forgiveness of sin. We thank you that you work out everything in our lives according to your plan. We thank you that this too shall pass. The problems of this world will pass. And we thank you that we can look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And we thank you that we have the Comforter, God the Holy Spirit, living within us to guide us and to remind us of your truth. And Father, I pray specifically for these pastors and teachers and elders and deacons and all of these that are going to be standing to teach your truth to youngsters and oldsters alike this weekend. And I pray that you will open the hearts of those who are listening and open the minds, hearts, and mouths of those who are speaking, that they'll speak the truth in love, that the words will be yours, and that the results will be yours. Father, we thank you, we give you praise, and we ask for your provision today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.